Good morning and good afternoon, everyone. So welcome to the next edition of Dream Reality from Aiden Consulting. This is a podcast series where we talk to some experts in their fields. And these are experts that are innovators, that are disruptors, that embrace change, that come up with new ideas. And they're people that really have looked at the last 18 months or so and their whole careers behind them and seen the opportunities, taken those opportunities and really allowed them to go to the next levels. So today I am really excited to have Trebeni with us. She is an expert in change management and transformations. And I'm really happy to say that she is an alumni of the Top Tech Woman 100. She was this year in 2021 awarded winner of We Are the City Editor's Choice Rising Star Award, which is really an accomplishment in itself. And con congratulations on the announcement of that. And Trebeni, do you want to take over and tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got here? Yes, Alison, thank you so much for the warm welcome that you have given me. It's an honor to be part of this um, as much as, you know, uh, it's been a pleasure to yeah. have chat with you. So thank you very much for that. And uh, thank you for also your greetings on my award. Uh, it's, uh, yes, it is indeed a real achievement and achievement not, I do not see it just for myself. I see it as an achievement, as a representative of, you know, women uh, who are still striving out there and women who might not be very as an electronics and power engineer, that is what I qualified for with an intention of getting into computer science. So I got my first job uh, in IT as an SAP programmer, which is their back programming language. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, however, as my career navigated, I got into project management and I really enjoyed project management and program management. However, what was happening in my career was that, you know, I had my day job, which would be the project management or the program management element, and I would enjoy that. But there were other things that I always got involved in, whether it was being, you know, within the organization's people champions board, setting up a team, uh, you know, unit in terms of people engagement, or even starting networks like the women's network in a couple of organizations. And it is that element that kind of brought into foresight for me or insight as well, in terms of, you know, how people respond to change, how people react to something being disrupted in terms of what they are used to. And it did not matter whether a change was positive or not, there tended to be uh, always a resistance. And that got me intrigued. And even from my day job perspective, as I was doing the program management, uh, you know, for different programs or even projects, I could see how there was a relevance of the change management in terms of, you know, the adoption, be it the adoption of a system that was being implemented, the success of that implementation, 
be it you know an integration as a result of a merger and acquisition there was a lot of elements that were coming into play from the culture perspective and from the change management perspective and that is how i got into change management and i really started enjoying in terms of you know trying to understand why certain things are easier or more difficult and you know why what makes transformations successful or not successful and the roles different people play not just the transformation lead the you know the change agents the champions the different you know roles that are there in terms of the change what what a journey and i love the the fact that you know you've really kind of and it's something that i've spoken to a few of my other guests about where you've identified you know your areas of interest and you've kind of morphed and molded your career around those interest factors and it kind of goes around the awareness of your values and your beliefs and things and that's where you really want to be developing and exploring your future career in. and i think that that's really something it's a very strong message for how we can stay engaged and stay motivated in our careers and it's finding those niches that work for each of us. Absolutely. And you know, the other element that I'll add to that is that it is also not a one-time exercise because I think even individually we continue to change. So, you know, doesn't mean that something that excited me five years back might mm -hmm. excite me to the same level today. And I think that process of refreshing or re-understanding ourselves is a continuous cycle too mm -hmm. uh, but you are absolutely right uh, the more we stay aligned to our purpose in yeah. terms of what we do um, as our day job or work the more uh, chances are we will be happy and contented with what we are doing yeah yeah i very very yeah i mean so much to say about that i think it's very true very you've spoken speaking from the heart there yeah. So just picking up on a couple of your of what you what you've alluded to um, in your introduction there and how comfortable you are with change and things. Obviously, over the last 18 months, you know, the population globally has has gone through a, an a immense change. And from the way we shop, from the way we engage with others, engage with family members, how we socialize, how we're seen. Um, you know, masks, visors, no masks, lanyards, uh, all, all of that. And, you know, the, tech, the change in technology as well. And as humans, we're, you know, it's quite, if you survey people, generally we're very uncomfortable with when people start talking about change. Yes. We want to hide under the duvet. We want things that are the same, that we're comfortable with. You know, and we want to stay in our comfort zones as humans. And do you think that, um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of thought around change and the processes of change and whether we, over the 18 months, has that change really been driven by um, us going into survival mode? You know, the fear factor driving us to adapt? Is it maybe the shame factor of, everyone else is doing it i can't be the only one that's not so i will have to toe the line i don't want to be singled out as being different 
or is it people just becoming aware and with the momentum and because it's been drawn out over 18 months it's just been constant change that we're just drag being dragged along like a bit little bit on the tide what's your perspective on that so if you think about the 18 months uh for many of us this has been a huge period of unprecedented change right I, I do remember at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, you know, most of the messages we would exchange with each other would have that line of during these times of unprecedented change, right? Uh, you do not see that uh, anymore or too much because people have got that shock. And, uh, you know, whenever you experience that, individually you react differently in terms of you know what it means to you or what it is doing to you and i think if you look at uh, how people have i would say you know there isn't everybody has reacted to it the same way uh, for business owners etc it has been a case of you know how do i survive this mm -hmm. how do i make my business survive if you think about the small businesses or medium businesses etc for corporations also, it has been a case of, you know, what do we need to kind of, you know, continue our existence and, and still be around. And for people, it has been quite, I would say, uh, quite a bit of soul searching in terms of, you know, the different experiences that people have had, because there are many things generally, we take it for granted. And sometimes we don't realize what we are missing or what we have till that changes and i think you know we we have been pushed into experiencing what it means or putting that thought many at the beginning including myself right i found it very difficult in terms of you know that isolation in mm -hmm. a way right not getting to see my colleagues etc and i really loved meeting people and talking to people so it was very difficult not that we were not in meetings etc but you know, that human face-to-face -face interaction mm -hmm. was really something that was missing. But then gradually, I also started enjoying not having to spend four hours in commute on a daily basis, right? It meant automatically more time with my family, with my daughter. It meant more time in terms of, you know, what I could do with that extra time, mm -hmm. feeling less tired, etc. So while we were uncomfortable, and we may have reacted differently. Our reactions were also unique in terms of, you know, what was the most critical element? And I think everybody has gone through an aspect of reassessing, re-understanding who they are, what is critical for them, what is priority. Mm -hmm. And people are, I think I would say, at least on basis of conversations and things that I see, have re-baselined who they are and what they want out of life. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I think that, that that personal aspect to it and the prioritization and the soul searching during this period, I think really allows us to, to develop on and for the future and will allow and enable a change in the way we work, in the way that we socialize and in the way we do everything for the future. And going going thinking it had it from a business perspective uh 
you know, strategy is everywhere right now. Everyone is reevaluating their strategy, which is, which is great, right? Because things have changed and, you know, you need to be updating that strategy. And if you don't, that's a problem. But strategy drives change. And do you think that, you know, there, people don't like being, how you drive that change and how you deploy that change is really critical to the success of change and to the development and the success of your strategy. And people don't like being told what to do. You know, you tell me that I must do this and don't give any reason for it. I'm going to push back. I'm going to push back there. Absolutely. You know? So two things I would add. I think the soul searching element that I said about, I think that soul searching element also happened in the business world. Mm-hmm. Okay. In terms of organizations, organizations reevaluated what their purpose were, or even if they had their purpose, they again kind of re-emphasized on it right because it was important to connect with their employees about the purpose of the organization etc so the soul searching did not stay confined to just individuals it happened in the business world as well Mm -hmm. yeah then the second part that you said about the strategy and the change i think see changes happen every year in terms of you know organizations have an annual plan right objectives get set people then work towards that, right? I think sometimes just because you say, oh, we have to do it, or this is the change that is happening, makes people nervous. Different people uh, react to it again differently. We go through the Kupler-Ross curve, which you know, everybody knows yeah. about. And it depends, you right, you know, which point you enter or exit. And also, you know, how many times you might not stay into that curve, you might just come back as well, depending on how it is. And one thing that you said is kind of quite important here is that, yes, we we might not like to be told what to do, but what we like is being asked, this needs to happen. You know, how would you like to go about it? That feeling of empowerment. So I think the important is that it is not about that the change is the problem. It is about how the communication of the change happens and how you bring about people into that change in terms of understanding why the change needs to happen. The moment you or I understand that that change, what is in it for me, right? And in it for me is again, very different from person to person, Mm -hmm. right? Some like it if it is something that will benefit them. Some on the basis of their nature or personality might like it more in terms of what will be the benefit to the society, right? So it is about people understanding what is in it for them and being able to identify with it in terms of who they are personally or individually. And the moment that happens, it is, you know, it it becomes easy for people to then follow through or, you know, change their resistance levels Mm -hmm. around the change. So Mm -hmm. it's the messaging, it's the storytelling that is required in explaining Mm -hmm. why how, you know, what you're, why you're doing this, why does that need to happen? How will it benefit, you know, you as an employee, for example, right? Mm -hmm. What is it? And again, you will not get everything that will work for everybody because we are so unique, etc. But, you know, you will likely get 
quite a big um, you know percentage mm -hmm. right and that automatically can then help in bringing others along yeah yeah and i think that that i mean that definitely resonates with me that's my my belief is that change is everywhere and we need to stop thinking of it as something different something new it's really where is the value proposition and how do you communicate that value proposition how do you get buy in and we shouldn't be trying to change things without talking to the people that it's going to impact to understand how the implementation and things is going to happen and i think that as well just this morning, there was a, an article released by HBR on exactly the same topic. Um, it's as if they knew we were going to chat today. <laughs> we're dreaming here. But yeah, so it, it was, and I will link it in the show notes below, but it really was just reinforcing that change is anyone who doesn't change is stagnant and it will stop. The business will stop. Oh, we've just frozen up. And if you do not, uh, you will be able to move forward, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're talking about an HBR article today, but I would also talk about, you know, someone whose opinions I respect a lot and I, I follow through. And she came in the May-June publication of HBR. She writes quite uh, frequently about this topic. Uh, Linda Gratton. Oh, yes. yes. London Business School professor. Mm -hmm fascinating and it wasn't that you know her work in terms of you know what the, the future workplace will look like etc is something that got started just during the pandemic okay mm -hmm. it was something that she was already working on right she has been assessing studying that reviewing and uh, you know expressing those opinions it's just that through the pandemic the focus has kind of arised yeah. on that in terms of everybody is now interested because the impact of it has become more close to you, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes on some of these were like, okay, some wanted to, so they were looking at things differently, etc. But now it became that, uh, you know, it was like, you know, they say necessity is the mother of invention, right? Yes. So now it was a case of that, you know, you you have to be ready to accept and look at how you adapt right and how you get disrupted to kind of survive mm -hmm. else yeah uh, you would become a dinosaur yeah 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 absolutely and we know what happened to them yes <laughs> we do know that for sure so just just on that i mean sometimes there's there's the phrase um change fatigue and I know that, you know, in my previous career history, we went through a massive transformation. And one of the reasons why it was taking such a long time to deploy the change was because they were afraid of too much too soon and a bit, but then that was, that was offset by change fatigue of it being over such a prolonged period. So, as you know, we've been in 18 months of very intense change. And now a lot of businesses are really reevaluating the, their strategy. And although we've just discussed that change has to happen and change is happening all around us, and it's the terminology and it's how we package that, but how can we package it in a way that 
we get away from the change fatigue elements and we go more to a ride the wave kind of way of implementation. I think uh, for that, the element that is key is the pace, mm -hmm. right? Because, uh, you know, again, one thing uh, where organizations or people doing changes or implementing changes need to be careful about is not to get sucked into the hype. Mm -hmm. Because what you see many times is the reactions, it is, it is actually a reaction rather than a thought through, right? It's like, oh, XYZ are doing this, ABC are doing this, therefore, you know, unless we do it, we'll get left behind. That is not the, the right approach to mm -hmm. go about a change. The approach has to be, why do you think you need to change? Because that's where the confidence and that's where the strategy has to be strong in terms of what your strategy was before mm -hmm. the pandemic or through the pandemic, if you know things are still working for you the way it needs to be and you know you are still being being able to meet your milestones for the strategy you might not need to change mm -hmm. so don't don't uh, you know get into a change uh, mode just because you know everything around you is changing and it is about the confidence that you have or the leadership has mm -hmm. about you know let's change where we need to change right mm -hmm. So that is an important element in terms of not uh, getting the change fatigue, right? The other element is, I think it's, it's about uh, the mindset of people, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at uh, ourselves, if you look at ourselves individually, right? All we do continuously is change, right? In terms of our life, you know, age doesn't stop from the time we are born till the time we die, mm -hmm. age doesn't stop. It's a continuous change. It's not a second back that we can rewind, right? Mm -hmm. So we are continuously changing. Uh, in terms of what we do in our life stages is a con continuous change, right? Mm -hmm. It might just happen at different times, certain things, but it is a continuous change, right? So it's, it's about the element of understanding that, you know, the change, the way we think about change, we'll restrict and we are so kind of, uh, have built-in assumptions about what changes that you know we certainly think oh this is the part that should not change that should be static mm -hmm. and that's the part i think i i would say that you know we have to wake up we have to wake up that change is going to happen if you think about from what was happening from a technology standpoint right the disruption the dynamics the pace at which technology changes were kind of coming in or bringing in right, was already there. So it's irrespective of the pandemic, the change momentum was increasing, right? So that's not a reality that we can shy away from, okay? And what we need to factor in is that in terms of our readiness, our orientation, our mindset, mm -hmm. and yes, the organizations can help in kind of re-emphasizing certain things, right, in people's mindset, etc. There's a lot of work that we can also do to ourselves or with ourselves to kind of be prepared for it. Mm -hmm. Whether you think about from a job perspective or otherwise, right, skills, etc. I mean, if you think about what we get taught in school today to the kind of, you know, the roles or, you know, jobs that are coming up, it's so disjointed, Yeah. right? So you do want the change to happen in the school system, for example, otherwise what you are doing is, yes, if you fear change or you resist change, 
you will continue with the process that you have in school. Everything will go on great, but the outcome that you're going to get is useless, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't help the students or the children. So we, in terms of being, you know, taking care of the future generations, it's our obligation, our duty to ensure that, you know, we equip them. So change is essential. Yes, we have to be mindful. We should do change where change is necessary. I love that. Love that. Great summary there. So moving on to the, the last question, because our time is, is almost up. And this, this podcast series is called Dream Reality. And right. so just going on the theme of, of change and transformation and, you know, all, all of that good stuff for the future, look into the future. What, how do you see it? What form do you see that or what journey do you see that taking in a dream? How would you love to see it happen? And then maybe reality check it. How do you think it will actually play out? Great question. So two things I would say here. I think in many organizations, that element of you know how to do things differently uh, has started, right? Mm -hmm. Many good things I have seen. And I am hoping that you know those things do not get abandoned when we move into a post-pandemic world. Mm -hmm. That is one element, right? So the dream is to carry on the good things that have come about during the pandemic, mm -hmm. yeah? The other element is also that, you know, in many organizations, again, there has been a lot of engagement with the employees, mm -hmm. asking the employees, what do you want? How do you feel about this? What does it mean to you? What will, you know, what does uh, working in an office look like for you? Or, you know, how would you like working uh, environment to be or a working pattern to be, et cetera, right? So there's a lot of feedback elements coming into the picture and the feedback elements are being more frequent rather than a one-time annual employee engagement survey. Yeah. Okay? There's a lot of pulse checking with the employees in terms of, you know, where they are, what they are thinking, et cetera. Again, for me, the dream element is that needs to continue. It should not, again, get abandoned in it. The better element would be about, you know, yes, it is great to ask employees about opinions, right? And, you know, factor those feedback in. But the bigger part would be also, you know, in terms of how much more diverse teams or individuals you engage in what is the action plan you come about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's about, okay, yes, you might do it as the leadership team in terms of, you know, what eventually needs to happen. But if you engage in terms of the solution aspects as well, that's what I think can, you know, give you even more impactful results, right? Because of the generational changes in terms of, you know, the outlook and everything. Reality is, I think some will stay with being able to carry on with the positives while some would revert back to some of the uh, old ways of working, etc. Mm -hmm. um, that's the reality. We are already seeing that in terms of organizations wanting all of their employees to come back to office all yep. days of the week, right? While we are seeing many others who are staying in, uh, you know, the dream world that we would like, mm -hmm. which is more conducive, more employee friendly or centric and you are getting to see uh, many organizations embrace stakeholder capitalism 
which mm-hmm. I would like, uh, like no one to be an exception for. That's the dream. Wow. Fantastic. I mean, definitely given me a lot to, to mull over. I think this is a great topic. I think key takeaways from our conversation today is really for me, it's all about purpose, whether it's personal purpose or business purpose, it's really important to understand that. It's the engagement of the organization when you're going to talk about change. Change is going to be driven and accepted when you engage with people and stakeholder management and conversing and you know, asking their people's opinions. And as well, it's, I think, you know, your, your little golden nugget maybe for today is don't change unless, you know, change unless it's necessary. You don't have to change just because everyone else is changing. Change for purpose. Yes. And I think that that's really such a, a key takeaway as we get caught up in what's our competition doing or what's the, what's in the, latest newspaper article or what what should I be doing but it's important to step back and, and assess it and thank you so much for joining us today I think that it's been amazing to get these insights and I just have one little final request for you I have asked you to give us a recommendation of a book or a podcast okay uh, book the one that I read recently and is you know in my mind, because it's it's quite powerful, mm-hmm. uh, is Mindset by Carol Dweck. Yeah. Uh, and I, I found it very powerful in terms of, you know, the elements that it, it talks about there mm-hmm. and how we can uh, be best prepared for any adversities, right? And how we can drive our own, uh, you know, lives mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, where we get to, etc. So that's definitely... In terms of a podcast, I thoroughly enjoy the Squiggly Career podcast. Oh, uh, very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. And, you know, they have been, Sarah and Helen have been expanding it so much more in terms of what resources, etc. And I think it's brilliant because of, you know, the, the element that, you know, as a mindset, especially mm-hmm. I would say my generation maybe, or, you know, as I was growing up, in terms of, you know, how you see success in a career, that mm-hmm. needs to change because of the changes around you. And it, it's again coming back to the purpose, etc. But, you know, they are doing a fantastic job in terms of, you know, bringing that and continuously restating um, how you can be happy with a squiggly career. And, you yeah. know, how you should not aspire just for a ladder. Yeah, fabulous. And finally, if you're a little having a bit of a tough day or you just need a little bit of a perk up of energy before a big call, what's the song that you put on your playlist? It is Katy Perry's Firework. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> it really helps me pep up. It really helps me, you know, kind of stay. Yeah, it can be done. And, you know, whatever I can do with who I am mm-hmm. is good enough. So yes, that's the one that I, I still go back to every very, time. Very good. You know, that is that is my single most insightful question to anyone I've ever spoken to. They every single time they completely blow my mind with their with their suggestions. It's it's fantastic. It's a great question. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a difficult one to choose for because there are so many. Yeah. Right? 
but then you know it was more about element of thinking which one actually mm -hmm. is the one that kind of trauma you know yeah a languaging state so to say right yes yeah <laughs> so that one does the trick for me Fair enough, fair enough. Look, Trebeni, thank you so much for your time today. I have really enjoyed it and I hope our listeners have really gotten some, uh, got some really good takeaways from it. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Alison. It was a pleasure to be here and have this conversation. Thank you.